0: It's the Lowdown. We are live on Sports 1440. If you missed it yesterday, Elliot Friedman said he believes Leon Dreisaitl is going to stay in Edmonton. And if they sign Dreisaitl and McDavid, guaranteed at least one Stanley, maybe more. they get greedy here. I'm looking forward to the parade. You know, I don't know that Steve Lansky was part of any of the parades. What we're going to find out now as we return, one of our truly popular guests on this show, Mr. Steve Lansky. Are you top of some kind of mountain today, or where are you, sir? No,
1: that would have been yesterday, buddy. I was hiking to Wall Lake in British Columbia yesterday. Nice. Today I'm in the Lazy Boy. It just Mm. swings wildly. It's a 180 swing with me.
0: You are all over. Did you get to Waterton?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We just spent, we went to Waterton in June and we we just spent the last week there. It's just, it's just the best place on earth. There's just no other way to describe it.
0: Well, if you live in Alberta and you don't go to these places, I just don't know what you're doing because it's so beautiful and you get back to nature and you, everything sort of settles, right? Like that's why I think summer is so good. Uh, You can go in the winter too, obviously, but you're doing activities. But in the summer you can just walk and be, and you sort of unload all the garbage from the year, and you just reset in real tranquil beauty.
1: And everybody sees it differently. Like, I was hiking with my far, 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 far better half yesterday, and she just said, can you smell that? Like, that just smells so beautiful. And it's just all these things you can take in that you are not taking in at the corner of Portage and Main in downtown. (laughs) It's just not going to (laughs) happen.
0: I like that you've added a far to the far far better. Last year it was two, now it's three. Well done.
1: It can never go down, buddy. No. It can only no. go up.
0: No, it's you know like that. it's like prices. You got you're just going one direction and it's all good. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned dry side, uh, uh, uh Elliot Freeman, saying that he believes that he's going to stay, and I, I think that the Oilers are close here. Uh, I picked them to win last year, picking them to win next uh, this year as well. But I, I also know that luck plays a big part of it, injury, all of those things. What are your thoughts on the Oilers this year? Do you think that, that adding Ekholm, adding Connor Brown is enough, or are there still enough question marks that you're uncertain?
1: You know, Al, I, I, this sounds so simplistic, (laughs) maybe I'm a simplistic guy, but the Oilers only need two things this year to win a much higher desire to win and goaltending that plays above its head. That's all they need to become Stanley cup champion. (laughs) You'd say, Hey dummy, that's all anybody needs to become Stanley cup champion. But you show me a team that wins the Stanley cup where goaltenders don't play out of their mind. It doesn't happen. No. Ken Dryden, Aiden Hill, and every goalie in between. There's number one. It's true. And, and right. And I think we can be brutally honest. I hope I don't offend anybody here, especially Stuart Skinner, when I say Stuart Skinner did not play above anything in last year's Stanley Cup playoffs. You're not going to win. You are an, I don't care who's scoring the goal. I don't care. You're not going to win. The Oilers were the highest scoring team in the history of the NHL in the 1980s. If Grant Fuhr and Andy Moog don't stop a bunch of pucks, they're not winning anything. It's not going to happen. So that's number one. And number two, I just am not, and I realize this is really ethereal, I'm just not sold on their commitment. I'm just not. I'm not sold on the old, we are going to take a crap kicking for the next two months and it's the only way we're going to win. I'm just not seeing it. I mean, they tossed stinkies against Vegas and against, you know, in the first round last year against L.A. You can't do that. You can't do that and win. Uh, to me, everything else is fluff. Those are the only two things that matter.
0: Well, you know what? You said it a year ago, so it's not like you're lying. You you had those things as being issues a year ago, and they are again. Um, and I, I appreciate you using the word ethereal, uh it's the first time on this show and the last time likely, so well done there. <laughs> well done, sir. Uh Thank you. so, so you're you're on the west coast now, or the west part of the country now, as opposed to being many, many years in Toronto. How is that different as a fan? Do you you the early game's at five on Saturday, and then the late game obviously starts at eight o'clock. Do you like it better in the West?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, So I lived in Toronto twice. I was born there. I lived there all through the 60s until 1975 when I moved to Edmonton. And then I just moved back here after 35 years in Toronto in a second stint there. I prefer it here. There are tremendous advantages. You're right. The early starts are much, much easier to take. And I got to be honest, my heart is with Alberta when it comes to sports. So I'd much rather be here. I'd much rather soak that in. I was a Leafs fan growing up. I really was until I fell in love with the Boston Bruins in the early nineteen seventies. Yeah. But I loved the Leafs growing up, but I'm not a Leafs guy now. And Toronto's a and this won't come as a shock to anybody listening. Toronto's a strange place when it comes to the Leafs, in that they any sports fan in Toronto believes that Leafs players literally walk on water, which is ridiculous. And I think it's one of the reasons why they can't win, because they're made into these demigods in Toronto. But it's a strange place to get your sports fixed if you're not a Leafs fan, let's say, because I just don't think they're objective. I think they lost their objectivity, I don't know, 30 years ago no. after the Leafs stopped thinking in the 80s. I think the objectivity went away. So I'll take this a thousand times over Toronto in that sense.
0: That's a great point. Steve Lansky joining us right now from Big Mouth Sports. Want to change gears a little bit, talk about media changes over the summer. There were rumors about Ron McLean being out, not happening, BX are back. Um, I always feel like, you know, Slats used to say he'd love it if one veteran was dropped every year to keep things fresh. Is that is that sort of true for television in your experience where if you have new blood, it sort of reinvigorates everybody?
1: Well, listen. You're in the same business. So you tell me you're working with the same people on the same radio show for six years or one person is changing out every year. Well, you know damn well that gives you zest and zest and verve and vigor and all those other things that you don't get. Now, you have that comfort with other people, but comfort isn't good television necessarily. you're right. Comfort isn't good, right? Comfort isn't good radio. You want to be on edge. You know... The, the best thing about, I hope, me or anybody on the radio is some sort of unpredictability. You need to not be able to know what I'm going to say, or that's what, what's the word we're looking for? Mm, boring. <laughs> right? Let's, let's bring in some new blood. Let's bring in some new ideas, because let's face it. People have ideas that don't really change slots. You know, if one guy doesn't like this, all of a sudden, when he comes on the show the next year on Hockey Night, let's say, he's not going to say, you know what, all of a sudden I love this. It doesn't happen. And that's why people say, oh, it grumpy old men, grumpy old men. No, they just, they just know what they know at that point. And you need some sort of new infusion. But I don't think we're ever going to see that from sports. Net. That's not going to change until the national package changes, which if I think too hard about it, I will start to literally tear up and weep, which we don't want.
0: So, and, and you know, you're making great points. And what, well, all I want is to be entertained. And we've talked about, about this before. Like, I love the Elliot Friedman segment when, when he and Merrick are doing the, the rumors thing. But, and you, we've talked about this before, keeping that separate from the panel. But, uh, like, I like BXA a lot. I'll be honest with you. Absolutely enjoy him. But I'm always worried that, uh, when a, when a, when a player becomes a broadcaster, they've just stepped off the ice and they're fresh and they know the league and they know stories around the league and they impart those. But as you get farther away from the ice and the years go by, um, you're, you're less in touch with what's going on. Is that a concern you ever had? Did you want fresh meat?
1: Great question, and you're right. No matter what you do, we'll use Kevin Bieksa as an example, no matter what you do is Kevin Bieksa, it is, the spaceship is moving farther and farther and farther away from you, and you are not going to be able to catch up. It is just not possible. So you like that mix, right? You, I, I worked with Greg Millen and Nick Kiprios. Well, Greg Millen has been out of the league for a long time. Nick was just out of the league. That creates conflict, because, which is good on the air, because the older guy has a different idea than the younger guy. Well, he has to because the game evolves. So now Kevin is slowly, whether he likes it or not, and believe me, he doesn't like it, he's starting to become the older guy, and there's nothing he can do about it. That's why, as a producer, you're always looking for young, fresh ideas that are maybe a bit off-center and that maybe can, can provide a foil against ideas of guys who are older. And it is literally the, the non-existent broadcaster, I don't think who can change over the years and stay in touch. I, I just don't think it's possible. It's too bad, but I don't think it's possible.
0: The closest I ever heard, and it's it's over a long time, and he never really was a broadcaster, and and that's the truth, but Scotty Bowman would, every once in a while, his team would be out early and he'd be on the Hockey Night in Canada. And I've seen him, you know, I don't know, three, four, five years ago. And he was still offering great insight and he was predicting things that were going to happen. I'd love to have him like as a, a like a weekly guest or whatever, because I think he had great insight. But he he sort of I, I, I don't know how to, he was seasoned through the decades that I've watched television. And that made him fresh because he was highly intelligent. But he was also so in touch with the game
1: great point. Scotty Bowman, I know he played until he got injured way back when, but a coach, right? Coach, different mentality than a player. And you're right about Scotty though, because Scotty's also, I love Scotty. I worked with Scotty. Scotty's a bit off center. So when the very first time we worked with Scotty, we were in Hartford and Scotty's, Scotty's talking about the line combinations and and this coach is going to match this against this player. And blah, and the game's 20 seconds old. And I remember thinking, how the hell could he know that? The game just started. I said to Bruce Buchanan, I said, Bruce, how the hell could he know that? And Bruce goes, he's Scotty. I said, okay, that's good enough. And I, so we're working with Scotty. So the game ends. And we go back to – I guess it's turned into a story. We go back to the restaurant in the Hartford Civic Center. Like, you don't leave the mall when you walk from the rink to the hotel. It was absolutely glorious. And we're sitting, and we're going to have wings. And the next thing I know, and this is true, Al, Scotty is climbing up on the chair in the bar (laughs) because the light shining on his head is driving him nuts. And he's kind of jumping, and I wouldn't say he's exactly a live person at this point, but you didn't think you'd hear the word live on the show today either. He's not exactly live at this point, and he can't reach the bulb. And the next thing you know, (laughs) he loses his balance. And I grab him, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Sit down. But he was just, he's, he's really off center. No. And that's what, that's what makes him a great broadcaster. And as you well know, some players loved him as a coach, and some players hated his guts because of that exact same thing.
0: Steve Lansky, our guest from Big Mouth Sports. Now, I was going to ask you about your vacation, but we sort of did that a little bit at the top. Uh, how are you enjoying your life? Are you retired, semi-retired? Are you are you doing some local uh, Channel Ten cable show where they give the news and golf tips?
1: <laughs> no, you don't. You don't start at Hockey Night and finish on Channel Ten with the golf tips. It doesn't really work that way. <laughs> okay. It kind of goes the other way. Uh, it's thats it. When, once you've done Hockey Night and the CFL and CBC and the Grey Cup and Sportsnet, you're ruined for anything else. This is the first summer I have not had a steady gig. You ready for this? 1974. Wow. I am not. I am not kidding. This <sighs> has been the greatest summer. Remember when? Remember you were talking about Seinfeld earlier. Remember the summer of George? Yes. This. this yes. Well, this is the summer of Steve. And it has been the greatest summer in history. Rodeos, hikes, canoeing, Seattle for the Jays. I, 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 I've lost track. of. It's been the greatest summer in the history of my life.
0: I love it. I love it. And, and your wife also likes you around?
1: Um, let's see. Do I want to be on the very <laughs> first show telling a bald-faced lie? It depends on what time you talk to her or whether she's just being fully honest. But if I was in court, I would say it's not a full-embracing 100% every moment. Let's so the, leave it at that.
0: We wouldn't have to treat you like a hostile witness, then. You'd be telling the truth.
1: <laughs> I Listen, I always tell the truth. And I'll tell you, I measured that answer real careful, and I still got a bit of a shaking fist from across the room.
0: (laughs) I could tell the parsing in the brain, the editing was going on.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I've never moved so many cogs up there in my life. My head hurts.
0: (laughs) Uh, Final one. We asked this earlier, and I wanted your input because I don't know. Uh, Were you ever, like after the game, Oilers win Stanley in Edmonton, were you ever part of a broadcast where you could just go out and take in the atmosphere uh, during a, Uh, a parade or a celebration?
1: Yeah, so that's actually a really fun story. So the Oilers won their first cup, as we all know, May 19th, 1984. And we finish, and we go to Barry Tees. Remember Barry Tees? Oh God, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so I don't drink, but for some reason, I ended up getting a pair of scissors from behind the bar and cutting up every necktie I could find in the bar. <laughs> and I remember doing this vividly. So the next morning, we get 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 up, and our office is in Calgary. So we fly back to Calgary. We're done. And John Shannon is my boss, and he looks at me and he says, "You know what? The parade's tomorrow." You should be there. We're going to fly you back. I nice. said, "Really? Yeah." I said, "Really?" Like and he goes, "No, you just go and enjoy because there's no, there's nobody on this crew who's a bigger Oilers fan than you. So I want you to just fly back to Edmonton, enjoy the parade, and I did. That and I remember beautiful. it vividly. And it was one of the kindest of things he ever did, and I never forgot it. And it was just, it was just a really lovely moment."
0: Is that the year that the cars went by like at sixty miles an hour down Jasper? I don't
1: know. I didn't see it on Jasper. I was in Churchill Square. Okay, and mm-hmm. I yeah, and I waited till they arrived there, and then I saw all the speeches, and there were people sitting. I think the library building has changed now, but there were people sitting on the roof of the library, right? It, it right across. Like if you ever fell, <laughs> news the parade isn't the headline anymore. No, but they were they were sitting up there, and I just uh, I just. You know how you have those moments in life, I assume you do, where you're just like, I'm going to stop for a minute and soak everything in I can for the next hour. Love it. And that's what I, that's what I tried to do that day. So I remember that vividly. Thanks for making me smile, because you did.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people are smiling because you appear uh, the, today and every Friday. We loved you. We miss you. Uh, and we're so delighted that your wife's patience hasn't run out.
1: I got to tell you, there's an hourglass, and I can count the grains <laughs> in the top. So we just made it,
0: pal. <laughs> Beautiful, love it. Thanks, Steve. All right, I'll take care. All right, Steve Lansky from Big Bow Sports. He'll be on every Friday. We love him. Funny guy. Uh, his wife is uh, award-winning uh, uh, cook, preparer, uh, goody person, uh, and uh, we've had we've had a few of her items over the years. Um, and that's why we're also nice to her Because we're we're always hoping for more uh, Anyway, Steve will be on us on with us Every Friday uh, And we're delighted to have him And I know a lot of industry people listen to Steve I've been told, which is cool So I want to say hello to them as well You're listening to The Lowdown Powered by Wolf GMC Buick On Sports 1440 It's The Lowdown on Sports 1440 Alan Mitchell Declan Kruger Cast of thousands. While we do this show, there are folks wandering around uh, preparing for the Jason Greger show. Connor Hallie, Tyler Uramchuk, others. Uh, and it's kind of cool. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's like there's always something visually happening. And as handsome as Kruger is, it's not like I don't have some other option. I could stare at him all day.
2: And he is handsome.
0: Oh, man. You know? I mean, let's be real here. That's part of the appeal. That's the entire package. But I promised you earlier some NHL rumors. We're gonna do this every every day a segment, at least. Not necessarily NHL. Could be MLB. Blah blah blah. Whatever is in you know vogue at a particular time. But one of the things I wanted to talk about. I've already mentioned the Leon Drysaddle thing. Elliot Friedman uh, telling Bob that you know he feels like Leon staying and. If it is true, because the the pressure point was always Leon's contract, I believe that if Leon signs, Darnell's already signed. I'm talking like I know these people. If Leon Drysidle signs, Darnell Nurse is already signed. Then I think McDavid signing is extremely likely, or far more likely. And if they get these cats signed to another long term deal, Stanleys will flow. They will. They'll be silver. They'll be names on cups, and there'll be another. I don't want to say it, but there'll be another glory days for the Edmonton Oilers. They're close. They truly are. Also wanted to mention, we talked about this yesterday, about Thomas Tatar being linked to the New York Islanders. Somebody wrote, and I don't remember who, and I'm sorry, but somebody also wrote that Zach Parisi might be going there. And there are rumors that Lou Lamarillo has already signed both, which dovetails with Lou Lamarillo's style. He doesn't like to announce things, And so maybe they're already signed, sealed, and delivered to the auditors. They're not in NASA anymore. Are they in Brooklyn or... I can't remember. Yeah, where it's they out are. of Brooklyn. Brooklyn.
2: It's out of, okay. I believe. I mean, I may have to get fact check on that again. That's something I would ask you, but I do believe it. Is it is. Well, it's I, out of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn.
0: I thought they were moving to the race site, the, the the where the horse races are. But I could be wrong. There
2: was a new location I thought, but I thought they were still there. I may be coming across as completely uneducated on the subject. Oh, not but, at all. But to my knowledge, they're still out of the Barclays Center as of right now. <sighs> How
0: could that possibly be? People are asking if we're going to go 24-7. I think that's the deal eventually, but we wanted to get up and running in time for September and the beginning of hockey season. A week from now, we'll be talking about the Oilers will be playing. I think the orders Young Stars will be playing in Penticton against Winnipeg. So we're very close, ladies and germs. And I promised you this as well. The Edmonton Oilers Young Stars in Penticton, It's going to be a lot of names, you know. Borgo will no doubt be there. Um, a lot of the other kids, Tulio, Chason, certainly I think you'll see players headed to the AHL and junior will be there. A lot of invites have already been announced. But there are three players that I think that, that if you're going to watch the games or if you're going to Penticton, and why wouldn't you? It's beautiful there. There are three names that you might want to keep in mind. They are not Oilers per se. But they are prospects invited, and sometimes they get signed. Brady Stonehouse, undersized and skilled, had a really good year on the OHL. And I think he would probably get drafted next year. But he's a guy who, if he comes in and shows well, the Otters need prospects. They don't have a lot. They really have traded much of their wealth in that area. Jake Sloan, another big right-handed uh, player, a center for the most part, but also plays the wing. And... uh Antonin Vareau, he's a winger with high-end passing skills from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Those are three guys that you might want to uh, pay attention to if you're going to Penticton, along with all the others that you'll be focused in on. There are several Oilers players this year, I think, that could push for an NHL contract. Ethan DeJong is one. He's a two-way player. He played college, signed an AHL deal with the team. I think Ryan Fante is a guy who did not have a good debut. He was a college, uh, I think, um, Minnesota State. And he did not have a good year. He played in the ECHL and the AHL. But sometimes that happens. He had great uh, pedigree when they signed him. And maybe we'll see something else from him this coming year. The other guy that I mention all the time, and I don't think he'll ever play in the National Hockey League, but I love watching him. I, I watch all the Condors games. And... Dino Cambites, he doesn't have enough skill. He doesn't score enough. He really doesn't. But he is like, remember Patrick Russell, who did everything the coach ever asked, and every coach who ever had him would rave about how consistent he was, how much he could be counted on, and how reliable he was. Patrick Russell was that way. He made it to the NHL. And Dino Cambites, a little more of an edge a little bit, you know, than than maybe Russell. But he's a guy, I always notice him. And I am no way suggesting he's going to play in the National Hockey League or even get an NHL deal. But I'm glad he's going to be on that team in Bakersfield this year, and he will definitely be a player I'll be watching. Out of his play at Belmont Park in Long Island. This is the second or third season already. Warren sounds a little huffy that we didn't know that.
2: No, I sent, I, I sent a reply to one of our texters that, that was a big I don't know puck moment by me. I could have sworn they were sent well, to move in 2024. So that's, I listen, better prep, better prep on my part. I'll take that one on the chin.
0: I gave up on them when I, I read 4,000 articles on something called the Lighthouse Project, which yeah. never got going. And so I just gave up. I no longer care. At some point in time, I don't care about you if it takes that long. You know, I'm like, okay. We're done. Got to bring back the sun, moon, and stars with McCurdy, and especially the old PBS Stargazer music to accompany it. it was a great change of pace from a fourth-winger discussion, Rowley and Spruce Grove. I loved it, too. The music is a little obscure, and there are all kinds of regs on that. That's why we dumped it. But, you know, we'll see if we can bring it back and put it that way. Are you answering questions? I like what you're doing there. How do you watch all the Condors games from Rod? There's, it's a really inexpensive AHL TV. I just paid for it. I think it was like 80 bucks. Uh, and I don't watch all of them, but I can rewatch them in my spare time. I don't watch them all live, but for me, I get, I get really great article ideas for the athletic, uh, which is my primary Uh, thing that I do. I also get really good content for here. And then I can prepare interviews with Ryan Holt, who has been uh, kind enough to be the play-by-play guy for the Condors. He's been kind enough to be my guest several times over the last many years to talk about the Condors. They are at a low ebb in terms of prospects, but they're still vitally important. The owners will need to recall Marcus Neimalainen and maybe Phil Kemp and maybe Noel Hoffenbeier, who uh, Tyler likes so much, and that's just among the defensemen. There'll be guys like Borgo and others, maybe a Lavoie if he goes down there. Um, I think there's a possibility that we see James Hamblin up here. So there you go. That's how I watch the the Condors game. Not at all, Huffy. Just happy to help from Warren. There you go. See, this is me. This is, I'm on the pills. I'm a little loopy today and I am making assumptions that aren't there, which creates ill will and bad feelings. And then we all end up in a fight. And it all started with me just absolutely tracking towards something that wasn't there
2: well you at least have a legitimate excuse i mean what's mine mine was just pure on education but to be fair not a hockey guy first and foremost and moreover, not an islanders guy so you could see how it would slip my mind but i'm glad i've been well, corrected
0: also i should have known that so don't worry about that you know that's a uh, but I, I, I it's been such so convoluted i don't know how many i don't know how anybody would have um like you know call you out on that because it just seems like it's it's been forever. Any chance of getting a broadcast to Oil Kings games from Darren? I think they've got a they've got it on video now. Everybody seems to enjoy that. Um, they employ or at least have employed many of my dear friends, Guy and Corey and um, a few others who I really like. Good people. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not in any meetings. Believe me, I try to get in them and they lock the door but I don't think it's happening. Glad to have you back Low Tide. I'd never be mad at you. See, this is nice. I have to say I was at a I did some garage sales this summer and genuinely sweet people, like really good people, came up to me and they said very kind things. Some brought me liquor <laughs> which like, you know, I don't I don't get that a lot. So it was very nice. So thank to everybody who came out this summer. We have one more next Friday which I'll be pumping the hell out of next week. Uh, and I'll be trying to get rid of... Uh, no, I sell some really uh, vital uh, things. Um, I sold all my books. I have to go reorder books now. Some auditor fans don't know where they play from Twitch. Nicely done. Didn't Patrick Russell only score one goal and It was overturned? Poor guy. That's the owners, Chris, for you from Greasy Jim. That made me mad. I was still mad about it. Who was the coach? it? was it? Calgary? Damn it! I don't remember now. But he scored a goal, and then they they challenged it, and it's like, come on, man! He's, I think he was from Denmark, and he played college hockey in the states. Man, that that irritated the hell out of me that he didn't get it. New Condors jersey, pretty nice. It is, yeah, the, it really is. I like the. I they've had a couple of wonky ones over the years, but mostly it's been brilliant, and these are really good. Tide, I just want to say I missed your voice. Hearing you on the radio is refreshing, and sports is back, baby. Thank you. That's very kind. Low Tide and gang, welcome back. Glad to have you return. Sorry if you already addressed this. I don't understand how anyone can get an NHL contract with our current cap coverage. Chris i I'll explain it again. All right. So the minimum you can make is $775. Like that's, the, that's the lowest contract you can sign this year and play in the National Hockey League. There are some that are lower than that, but they were signed previous to this summer. This year, if you want to sign somebody, it's 775. Now, here's a little secret of the National Hockey League. The 775,000 contracts are all interchangeable. So let's say we have three spots and just enough to supply three players making minimum at the end, and we sign 11 players for 775, and we have three spots we can rotate those 11 players through all year long if we want, and it doesn't change a blasted thing. It's the cap. They all count the same. Now, if you send a guy down making 1.1, you don't save all of the 1.1. You still have to pay the 340 or whatever it would be. I hope that helps because it is a little bit – um it's not complex. It's just difficult to understand because it's it's – you're you're right, technically, they can't sign anybody else, but the 50-man list is the thing to pay attention to, and they've got all kinds of room there. I don't think they will because when you sign somebody to a contract, it implies you're going to play them or give them a legit chance, and the orders look pretty set. I I, I mentioned to a scout for another team this year in the late summer, I said... It's frustrating to me that the Oilers aren't signing more players, and he said something like, well, they might be trying. And and I feel like he was saying Maybe they are trying, and these guys are going elsewhere because they don't feel like they have a chance to, to make the team. That may well be the case. Nobody's told me that, but I'm toing, I'm putting two and two together. Rev Recluse says, it's a garbage hit piece of an article. That's about that. It really made me mad. I love Martin Short. and And Martin Short has had some things in his life that just make me respect the hell out of him. And um, one time he was on a talk show and his wife had passed recently and the host didn't know that or maybe knew it and forgot it and asked him how his wife was. And Martin Short just moved along. He just said, um, yeah, everything's good or something like that. And I, I just thought in that moment it hurt me for him because I, I you know, I don't know him, but I I appreciate him as a human being. And I'm sure the host felt awful afterwards. But he handled it in a way that was really classy, and I've never forgotten that. And he's also damn funny. Just a wildly funny guy. Uh, Brownlee, I'm going to retweet this out. He has all the info from ionisles.com about Belmont and the fact that that's where the honors play. I bet they don't say Potvin sucks there, but they still do at Madison Square Garden. The Edmonton Oilers, at some point this weekend, we may hear about the rookie rosters. But I sort of keep track of all summer about how many names are announced and what the um, implied roster will look like. I'm at 64 names. There may not be m- many more coming is what I'm saying. If you're at 64 games, and that includes the, the invites to rookie camp, and like a dozen of those will go away, the Edmonton Oilers have a lot of players coming in, and most of them don't have a chance in hell of making the NHL team. They're just here to show or to head to Bakersfield, and that's where they'll spend the year. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Great choice. Your musical choices today have been brilliant. Well done, young man.
2: I mean, it's a deep cut, but... Uh, deep
0: cut? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. going to come over yeah. there.
2: Yeah, that and Heart of Glass, Burning Love, bunch of oh. deep cuts by me today, but, yeah, uh, you know, California people like agreement. them. Yeah, yeah, B-sides.
0: Yeah. Very nice. Um, I'm glad that I didn't... Uh, because sometimes I get a little loopy, and I, I am, I can tell you, I am a little loopy today, but I think I've kept it on the straight and narrow. I was thinking today about how good it is that I can say I'm loopy, and then if I say anything wrong, I'm covered. But... Sometimes I get I I express things a little differently when I'm when I am on medication and I've been able to avoid that today, which I'm very pleased by. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like. I mean,
2: like, I, I think I just get tired really is my yeah. only thing like no matter what it is tylenol whatever fill in the blank whatever it is i don't get too loopy i just get tired but maybe that can lead to loopiness so i don't know but i will say i like that you had the built-in excuse right off the top of the well, show you're playing it well it, yeah yeah you know you're playing it well but it's been great uh, we we would never know
0: i'm always glad that 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 at some point in time in your life and i for me it was fairly early. i think i was a teenager where you d- the when the neurons fire when the when the when the bullet hits the chamber and you can say something that you have the ability to stop because yeah. I think that's helped me in my life.
2: I'm still waiting for that to happen, but I, I it'll be a glorious day when it does. Well, I think I
0: your can, your cheese example is probably something for you to that work was, on. See
2: if the neurons had fired the way the way they were supposed to, we wouldn't have lost. Uh, Big Cheddar is the sponsor.
0: (laughs) My favorite line of yours all week, though, is still about your dad and the French version of Waterloo. Yeah, (laughs) and you you had him sneaking lately. Some, some, (laughs) him sneaking into a room where nobody could hear Waterloo in French. Yeah,
2: taking the record player into the garage at Uh, one in the morning, so he could have his dirty little secret.
0: (laughs) Just like your poor dad, if he's listening to this, what the hell is he doing to me here? Oh well. It was funny.
2: That's no son of mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much low tide. So pumped you're back on the air. I live down in Calgary. Missed the orders. Talked so much. 12 o'clock hour is my favorite part of the day. Never stop. 100% with you. The orders will have Stanley in their hands very soon. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable. McDavid with Stanley is inevitable. Mark it down. Al I'm so glad the game is gang is back on the air your show is always a favorite of mine the young fellow with you is doing a fantastic job as well uh Chad is his name isn't it
2: mm, Chad Kruger joke Hi, I Humor. I
0: don't know. He said it was a joke.
2: Oh, it's pretty good. But I, I,
0: I have to say I do like your first name.
2: Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was actually thinking, I don't know if the whole four days we've been on air, my first name's actually been meant. No, I did. I mean, it has. Sure. It has. Like the intros to the show no, and stuff. But, but, but I,
0: I don't I, think I've said it once. I say Declan Kruger no, right at the top of the show. No, you do. You
2: do. Yeah. No, you, you know. intro me very well. You intro me very no, well. I, but I was I just thinking, to. I was, I came in here, you know, shoulders all broad, chest yeah. puffed out, thinking people know who I am. But, you know, no way my name is out there. So
0: What happens is th- each time you say something clever and you've said lots of clever things, people begin to warm to you. And because you're young, anybody who is young will probably relate to you. Because when I'm saying that I like something, it's chances are it's, you know, I don't know, the Rockford Files. And most of the people listening who right. are you know under 40 would go, what now?
2: Well, the, the Connor McDavid being on my top five list got me the under 30 demographic. My airplane references get me the, the so, 45 plus. You so, go
0: high yeah. and you go low. Exactly. Like
2: I'm still fighting on the middle ground. 30 to 45 is where I got to yeah. really hammer something home. But I'll figure it out. I'm
0: glad to hear you on the air, uh, Aging Tide. Have you ever heard the Aussie version of Staying Alive? I have not. Actually, pretty good. He says that's from Jammer. I like Ozzy Osbourne. Um, The first album I bought by Black Sabbath was Paranoid, and the title song is still my favorite Black Sabbath song. The coach was Travis Green when Patrick Russell's goal was taken away. Welcome back, LT, from Kevin. That was such a dirty deed. Done dirt cheap. Others could run out and sign Ryan Patilney on a $10 million contract tomorrow. All that matters is they are cap-compliant on opening night. I think there is a restriction. You can only go over by, is it 20% or 10? I can't remember. Ty, just curious what your thoughts are on referees in some pro hockey leagues in Europe having to do a post-game interview to explain reasons why they made certain calls, and do you think this is something the NHL should adopt from Dudley? I don't know. I, I think that there is a... I, if you if you follow soccer, some of the the events that occur with referees in soccer in Europe are damn dangerous and deadly. So I d like I know people get mad, but I think that you should be limited in how much blood you can draw from an official. That's my feeling. Well you have an opinion on that.
2: No, no, I mean I think you I think you said it well. I don't want to, you know, again, step on toes in your area of expertise, so I I leave that to you. I let you handle it. But no, I think it was well spoken.
0: Okay. Low Tide, Martin Short makes me laugh, too. My wife and I are watching Only Murders in the Building. It was Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. Check it out. You might like it. I don't know whether they're joking or not because I've mentioned it a few times. What's the lack of Jimmy Buffett, Low Tide? Cheers from Billy. I like Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett passed away. Um, I bought Margarita on 45. I went out and bought changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes. I liked Come Monday when I was a kid. My brother had the 45, and he had an album that had a song called It's My Job, which was not written by him, but it's a great song. So I'm not an anti-Jimmy Buffett guy, but, you know, it's like Robbie Robertson. I love the band, and I talked about them earlier in the week. But, you know, we were just getting situated when, and it seems like everybody's passing away like mad right now. But when we lose another one, we will definitely, you know, Pay homage, and we certainly do to them. It's not a, it's not meant as being a, you know, any any slight to Mr. Buffett or Mr. Robertson. But when Tom Petty died, I was on the air, and when um, you know other favorites have passed away, it, it impacts you right live. So it would, I feel like if I was going to react to Jimmy Buffett dying, it would either be as I just did, which is sort of a chronological view of what my experience was with his music. Or it would be kind of insincere because I think those things happen in the moment. I hope that makes sense. I have for sure heard of this Declan fellow in passing. Well he does have a career. He was out of the other station. Uh he did some fantasy stuff. Uh you worked with Halley. I guess he just told you to step off. He didn't want to do anything with <laughs> you.
2: Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, me and Hallie we had the uh, we had the show on the old network, the Four Down Breakdown, every Saturday from eleven to one, where we would you know break down the uh, the NFL season and all the happenings and and what was going on with that league. Then I, I did a show with you, a draft show, a couple draft shows with Connor, so I I had my moment in the sun. But well,
0: I'm just saying, I think maybe he just thought, thank God, I'm out of this station. I don't have to deal with Declan again. No, That's uh, I was I was
2: wondering why he wouldn't take my calls and rolled my eyes when I walked in right. here on Tuesday. But I mean, now I know.
0: If you ever get a chance to talk to Connor about his Las Vegas experience. They're very funny.
2: Oh yes, we have yeah. been into our Las Vegas stories together.
0: Even even just getting the time from people is a is an effort for Connor in Vegas. Um, Deck is that your nickname?
2: I don't really have a nickname. I mean, some people some people call me D. But it's I don't D. really have a nickname. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a cool
0: nickname. At least. Well, I think Deck is a cool name. I think D is a cool name. Deck's too. not
2: bad. I Declan's. It's you know. It's pretty hard to shorten. It's not like like if I was William, I would. There's no chance I'd be going by anything other than Billy. Same if I was Robert. Like you better be calling me Bobby. But with Declan, there's not. You know, there's not like a built-in nickname for it. So it's tough. But you know, I don't know. I, I'm open to anything. Deck D. If you just want to
0: call me Declan, that's cool too. This is uh, taking longer than it should. Are you done?
2: No, I'm I'm out. Yeah, sorry. My mic is off. I'm actually heading out. I'm actually heading out right now. Take
0: care, though. I'm just teasing. It was there, and I went with it. Deck is going to be doing a fantastic job, which means he'll move on in his dream uh, job in T-minus two months. Low Tide can never keep a producer. It's true. Uh, it's absolutely true. I, I've had great – I don't think I've had a bad producer ever. And um, Allison Curry lasted like a week and a half. She showed up, she was wearing a red dress, she did a great job, and then by the end of the week, she was gone. And Hallie was great, and he ended up leaving. Lieutenant Eric was fantastic. He moved to the morning show, and uh, we dealt with Tyler uh not long ago on the air, and he is making millions. He rolls up in a Rolls Royce every day, and that's his second car. So I mean the world is good if you're a former producer and Deck just has to wait till it happens because he'll end up somewhere good.
2: Well my dream job is still making the NBA. So you know as soon as the Washington Wizards or the uh the Charlotte Hornets come calling cuz they need guys, they need players on their roster. I will take the call, but until then you're you're safe. Well I'm set here, happy with what I'm doing so. You're not you that got tall. me for the next little while. No, not very tall, can't shoot, not good on defense, Perfect. not good not, no quick lateral movement, but You listen. should be going to
0: the 76ers. They uh they got problems. Yeah,
2: they need somebody, and Un- well, I'll be the guy.
0: Did they lie to Harden or not?
2: There, there was an implication that they were going to extend him. They, you know, it was kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, you do this for us, and we're going to give you the max extension. They rescinded. Uh, now he's obviously unhappy with the situation and said he would he would never play for that team again. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, that's um, perfect. They're going to need a star, and yeah. like I said, when they come calling, yeah. you're going to have to find somebody else. But you knew that.
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. You must be grooving on the music library from. Uh Jimmy, two plops. Um, I, I like all three libraries, so I'm grooving on everything right now. I think that CFCW library is going to be, I just come here over Christmas and listen to the old music. I love it. I really do. Uh, liking Derek Cougar so far. <laughs> Loving that you're back, LT, from Dangles. We should do a, pick a nickname for D, show.
2: Well, we could we could call my list segment the D list. Okay, isn't that Kathy Griffith? Griffiths? Oh, you're telling me we have got to deal with copyright issues now?
0: Well, I'm just saying. I think she does. I think she's. Yeah, I think she is the D list. I believe. I
2: think. I think you. I think you might be
0: right. She's very funny. I love her on uh, when she does CNN New Year's, and they haven't done it in a while because of some controversy. But she would do it with um, what's his name with the white hair. And my God, it was she was she would just run circles around him and embarrass him. Uh, Anderson, what's his first name? His first, his f- first. C- I thought C-
2: CNN Anderson, yeah, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, but you said first name, and I was, oh, gonna, well, I was like, hold on, there's someone else."
0: This is now the loopy is coming in. You see, mm. you didn't think you'd see it, and now you have.
2: We only got a couple minutes left, so I mean, it's the right time at least.
0: Yeah, well said, Mister Tide. I don't even know what I said, but good job, uh, Dexie, Like Dexie's Midnight Runners. That's good.
2: Come on, Arlene. Great song. Uh, deep, Another deep cut reference. Pulling out all the deep trash today. I have a cousin uh, named Dexter, and he's Dexy, actually. Lives nice. in Australia, and that's a true story.
0: Australia, Yep. Um, might. Vancouver Grizzlies need a center. Well done. What if you were Richard? Okay, well, we're not going there. You know, we almost made it through the week without a Richard joke.
2: It had to come f- four minutes before the end of the show. They couldn't hold out.
0: Low Tide, on your time off, did you write a second book called Off the Clock about how to show up your, <laughs> with your A-game five minutes before work from Martin? Uh, no, I do have a book I am writing, though. Well, I, I'm in the, the the beginning process of writing, and it's I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know. I don't have a publisher. Uh, nobody loves me, but I'm going to write it anyway. And it might be one of those where you order online and you just get the download, but I'm going to do it. I swear to God I'm going to do it because it's in me and... And I want to do it, so we'll see. And any of you publishers out there, if you'd like to publish one of my books, well, I got one, and it will be ready at some point. I have the t-shirt, don't be a Richard. Okay. Hey, I got your book, I want signed, how do I go about doing that? Well, there's a garage sale next Friday you can come to. I'll be tweeting out the address next week. If you want to do that, I'm doing Saturday. Sorry, it's next Friday. I'm going to a concert. I'm going to a rock concert, Whale and the Wolf, next Friday night. I haven't been to a rock and roll concert. Well, that's not true, but anyway, it's going to be an unusual experience for me uh, to go. And it's a stand-up. There's no sitting down. So I don't know what the hell's going on in my life, but that's happening next week. So I might have to take the next Monday off. Are we close?
2: I don't want to go over. No, we got about a minute and a half left, so you got you got plenty of time to, uh, okay. to get to whatever subject you want and, and ramble on a little bit.
0: This is nice. LT, you complete me. Missed you, big fella. And actually, he didn't even say big. He just said, missed you, fella. Oh, I like this. The segment for Declan's uh, segment, the back deck with Declan.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, well, I you like don't the name. Like it. No, don't I you like the name, it? but it You just... hate it. This no. is this is cheese for you. No, no, uh, it's far from that. Don't get me started. It's it's not <laughs> that I don't like the name. It's just I don't think it I don't think it really encompasses what the segment is. I mean, there's there's no way to tell. It's just a top say five You
0: hate it. It is so You'll feel better. Well, I appreciate the effort. You know, just certainly. slap that text. You'll feel better. Uh, text should be called given the D, Ducky or DK. Called D-segment. Where did it go? Uh, crossfire. Pew, pew. <laughs> there used to be a guy named Robert Novak on, I think it was CNN. And he would do this crossfire. And he, he did not understand that spittle... On television or radio is bad So he'd say And there'd be stuff flying all over the place And it's network television And I'm like come on Somebody talk to this guy And they never did I, I still to this day I still can't believe A producer didn't say We can't have him on anymore If he can't control his bodily functions We're not having him on But he lasted a long time DD time with Declan there.
2: Well, listen, we're still workshopping. There's plenty of time.
0: We got a week to figure it out. Well, I guess so. Hey, I've enjoyed this week. You know what? In all seriousness, Declan, you are a really good broadcaster, uh, and I've enjoyed my time with you. And I hope you do stick around for more than the usual two months for a producer on this show.
2: Well, thank you, Al. That's very kind, and, and you know, coming from you, it obviously means a lot more. And I have a suspicion. Uh, that you're safe, because I don't think the NBA is going to come calling. Uh, If they do, you know where my heart lies. But until then, uh, I think you're safe with me.
0: Okay, and then there's always MMA, where you can get your brains beating, and uh, that's this sort of thing that I think young people often want to do.
2: That's the second phone call I'm Uh, taking.
0: So now is it update time?